You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thanks so much for being here this week, as I have another great guest in Chris Garza of Suicide Silence and the Garza podcast. Had an absolute blast getting to know him and uh, learning a little bit about how he and the rest of his band coped with the loss of their singer Mitch back in 2013. Um, Obviously, we had a lot of similarities and some empathy to share with one another on that loss as well as some of the separations of one person uh, between between each other, then growing up and forming in Corona in uh, Orange County, being here in Huntington Beach, I actually uh, know some of the same people and all that fun stuff, playing at Showcase Theater down here. We get into a lot of that. I also wanted to share with you guys this weekend, I had an absolute blast. I finally got a chance to go out to Newcastle, Pennsylvania, and visit my godson, Owen, that is Brandon Lombardo, director and graphic designer to the show, uh, his son, and he is absolutely the best. We had a great time out there. Uh, Newcastle is a place that I don't think I would have ever seen had I not needed the reason of meeting Owen to be out there, but it was a lot of fun. I met some really fun people, saw some really cool stuff. I was very happy to, uh, to make the drive out there from the Poconos where I was at. And uh, yeah, it's just been a really awesome weekend. Got to watch some Virgil Ortiz Jr. win his fight uh, on Saturday night with Brandon. That was an amazing fight, man. He just dominated. He was texting with Virgil. He was talking about how he's listening to Avenge Sevenfold before that fight, as he always does. Thank you, Virgil, for that amazing fight. And then, of course, Battle of the Belts 3. Got to watch that. Uh, we had to record it, obviously, and watch it the next morning. But uh, that was an amazing thing, too. Just. Uh, just a real fun time hanging out with a friend and uh, meeting my godson. So uh, just wanted to let you guys all know that on a personal note. It has nothing to do with this week's episode. This week's episode, again, with Chris Garza. So much so much to get into here. Uh, we really we really got into some real-life uh, conversation here, so I really hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to shut up for a little bit right now, and uh, I'll talk to you guys at the end. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Chris Garza of Suicide Silence and the Garza Podcast. That's a fucking band, dude. Went with the high school together. That's like, yeah, that's the dream, dude. Holy shit. Dude, there are so many things about that that are like, look back at it, you know, fucking 
22, 23 years later, and it's like, that shit doesn't happen. Right? It doesn't. <laughs> no, no I, a common question I always get, you know, how do you meet band members? Right. You know, so the fact that you can even say, well, we, well, we went to high school together. That is so rare, part. man. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, I just went to shows and I met, you know, this guy and this guy, and it's stars are at a band around the same area. Yeah. You know, but you guys straight up went to high school together. Pretty much. We, well, we, we can talk about that. Hey, what's up, yeah. everybody? I'm Johnny Christ, and this is Drinks with Johnny. I'm here with guitar player of Suicide Silence and the Garza podcast. Chris Garza, how you doing today, man? Doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Awesome, man. Well, we were just chatting as, as they all saw, because I'm just probably going to leave that in there. Uh, just talking <laughs> about the origins of our bands being both here from Orange County and stuff. Like we yeah. rolled in. I know yeah. you live right next to uh, uh, Showcase Theater, yeah. where I grew up seeing a lot of bands playing, yeah. you know, as you said, in front of like 20 people or yeah, less dude. and stuff, you know. I saw his band play in front of 20 people. And that, that's <laughs> like a, I, I just remember this vivid memory of like the Rev having this crazy hair and like, like who are these guys? And you know what is also, to, to add to that story, is I did kind of, it, it awakened something in me where like you could be a band and play showcase or venues like that and you, you, you need to stick out. Yeah. You need to fucking stick out. If you don't stick out, then like you're just gonna get lost in like, in what I call you, you're just gonna get lost in like, in, like the heaviness. Right. Because in Orange County and in, in, in an IE, like the local band bar was set extremely high. Yeah. So, you, you know, I, I kind of got it from you guys in a, in a weird way. Uh -huh. Like, you guys got to, when, when you play, like, you got to fucking stick out. And then people keep coming out, and then before you know it, you're selling out showcase, and before you know it, you're just getting signed, and it was all from, like, started from, from, from right there. Like, if we, if we play this stage, we're going to stick out, and that's just it. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, that's kind of, I mean, you touched upon it right there, kind of coming up in those, you know, the, the odd numbers of 2000s or whatever. I don't even know how the hell you call it. The 2000s. Great beer. All these. Oh, thank you. Great yeah, beer. that's the uh, Drinks with Johnny filthy IPA. Oh. So, um, that's filthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it'll creep up on you, too. It's a 7.6, but it, it drinks like a, mm. like, a, like a 6. I always say don't drink two. Don't drink more than two of those kind of beers. Always drink two. People always find me, yeah. oh, it tastes so good. I have a third and a fourth. My like, dude, stop. Trust me. Like, yeah, that, no, I, I, that I know that all. You up. I know that all too well. Yeah. Hence why I'm on the wagon. Right oh now. my goodness. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, just going back to that that time coming up and playing showcase early on, and yeah. uh, just as you mentioned, Orange County, the bar was set really high for everybody, right? I mean, there's a lot of great uh, you guys hardcore have, bands, you have a and tray metal you bands, yeah, bleeding through. You guys like top tier metal, dude, top tier. It was all coming out. We were we were a little earlier, like pro, like literally like at the turn of two thousands, like two thousand two. Yeah. Um, I joined the band in two thousand two. They they formed in ninety nine. Mm -hmm. So um, and a tree right around the same time, um, and then you guys uh, you guys formed in two thousand four. Is that right? Uh, two thousand two. Two thousand two. You formed. Okay. Two thousand two was the first, I guess, official uh, lineup. This, yeah. This yeah. is like this is the band name. The first demos out and. Uh, we're on. Uh, you, you, do, you, do you remember notpop.com? Not pop. Uh, it, that was, it was familiar. A, it was like a, a Redlands website. But if you got your band to be like the monthly band, uh -huh. you back then you, you like made it. And like <laughs> and that was like probably the first demo. And one day I wake up and I go to notpop.com and boom, there it is. As soon as that's on Stand Strong, I'm like, we made it. Oh my god. So many people are going to hear about us now. And yeah. And that's really then the. Uh, that happened and I met Mitch right after that and then 
then it's been a fucking whirlwind ever since oh, then. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you guys done a, I mean, you guys done a lot, and as you said, coming in here, being from Orange County, you were just down on Main Street, because you said uh, Mitch was down here a lot, obviously. He lived yeah. down here for a little while, right? Yes, he, he, uh, he lived in Huntington Beach for, for quite some time. He moved from uh, IE, more so like the Riverside. He was on the street where, like, right where Corona meets and Riverside meets. He, he lived on that street, mm. and then, um, which is why people say that we're from Riverside, but we're actually from Corona. Okay. But he, he was on that fucking I'm like, yeah, why this right fucking move to Corona, motherfucker? <laughs> but yeah, he moved. Uh, when we started touring, he moved out, out here. So when I'm on Main Street, which is kind of rare, you know, I just, just kind of So that makes back. sense because I, I mean, there was a little bit, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, a little bit of the connection between Mitch, um, not just from being from Huntington, but actually his, uh, uh, his ex, Jolie, mm-hmm. I knew her from middle school, actually. I was, oh, uh, wow. I was, uh, um, uh, playing football for a junior all-American peewee team, and she was on the wow. cheerleading squad. Oh, so shit. So I've known her forever. And then uh, there was the Revolver, I believe, Revolver magazine where we had, like, uh, models with us, and we were all, like, yes. like, lighting up cigars and stuff. She was part of that as well. Oh, wow. So, um, so that's uh, Mitch's baby's mama, you know. Yeah. And uh, so there was a little bit of a connection there, and I remember hearing of Mitch's passing and being, and obviously it was right here in Orange County as well in the motorcycle yeah. accident. Yeah. Um, very tragic, obviously. We're all, yeah. we're all feeling for that. That was uh, at a crazy time, man. Yeah, I believe it was on Main Street. And uh, again, like my mom, I'm driving up here. I'm like, oh shit. I mean, it's funny when you come out here, you always end up on that street. And yeah. it is kind of, just, it always brings back like that memory, you know, it is always The passed. accident was on Main Street? I believe it was on Main Street. Okay. I mean, we're going on, which I did also research too, like, um, we're going on 10 years. Uh, November 1st, he, uh, he crashed on Halloween night. So that's, mm. so, we're, so we're going on, on, on 10 years. Shit. Yeah. Wow, man, that, that went by fast, but. Uh, it went by, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it does not feel like 10 years. Like, I'm, no. I'm sure you could like, Relate to that, but Rev is going on 13 years. Yeah, you know, that, so it's that 12. was 13 years. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, it was crazy when we heard the news about Mitch uh, as a band. It was, it, it was kind of crazy. We just started getting back into things after the Rev had passed. Um, yeah. Like, you know, we, we did the Nightmare album, finished that up, and I think chronicled a bunch of times. We had to take steps to get back out. Yes. Because uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't an easy decision to continue on as a band. Um, did you guys, I mean, you said that you met Mitch in that 2002 forming of the band. Was, that's yeah. like when you guys met, you did, and was it really just to create the band, or did you guys have a friendship before that? Uh, I met Mitch actually in my garage, which is the same garage we still like practicing and write our records in, just to maintain like the behind the scenes, it's let's keep the core of this until like we, we feel we could kind of branch out, but he walked, I'm, he was in a band called Dying Dreams, which is like, at that time, like the local, like, oh, you got, you, you got to hear this fucking singer, dude. You got to hear this singer. I'm like, all right, I, you know, as like, you know, you're fucking, I don't know, 14, 15, you're, you're, you're a hater. I go, fuck, fuck that band. So I'm my band. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then I heard his band, Dying Dreams. I, me- I remember hearing his voice. I'm like, damn, he's sick. He is literally like the sickest. I'm just like, his highs from the demo literally is still kind of ingrained in my, in my brain. Mm-hmm. And then I met him through our first singer. He's like, oh, we should have like him, you know, come up for a song. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. Because at that time, my point of recognition was like, 
pop in like a whole like two singer thing. Right. And he's like, dude, we should have two singers. I'm like, I don't know about that. And then once he, one day he walks in the garage, that's when I, I officially met him as opposed to me being at a pit and like yeah, covering yeah, my face from, like, from, from, from his head kicks. <laughs> like, oh, it was that guy, okay, oh, cool. And uh, it was, met, him, uh, met him there and then uh, just, yeah, he eventually became an official member of the band and that was really, that was it. Yeah. Once like, once you hear his voice, well, I heard his voice over that, it was, it was it. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. So, and then obviously created a brotherhood in that. Yes. So, I mean, uh, yeah. as you said, I, I bring it up to show some uh, empathy on it, like losing mm -hmm. someone like that. I mean, we, losing the Rev was, as we talked about before, was more than just a band member. It was a brother because we were friends since, I, I knew, I knew Jimmy since I was in kindergarten. Um, he was like in third grade because yeah. he was friends with one of my older brothers. Um, but I, I bring all that up to show empathy and ask the question like, did you guys, did you as a band have to take those steps as well to like see if you even want to continue as oh, Suicide Silence? Yes. What, what were those steps for you guys? I know you did the, the yeah. live record where you had a, a bunch of bunch yeah. of guys come up and, and uh, sing songs for the, for the charity for Kennedy and stuff. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fans came out for that one. Like they've, they bought shirts and that show obviously happened. It was a Fox Eater sold out just to honor his memory. Mitch and all these singers flew out. It was crazy shit. Like, um, and uh, literally right after he passed away, it was like this idea kind of spawned. We all, we all got together a few days later. And at, at the time, we, we had like, we always had our, our band meetings at Buffalo Wild Wings. We always went there, yeah. you know, always went there. And then, we went there again, started talking, and this idea just came, like, let's do the show, get a bunch of singers, our friends, and then just do it. But uh, it's, a, it's a thing I'm really sh I don't share too often, but uh, yeah. I mean, I was the only guy in the band that was there when he passed. Uh, it was in the Irvine ICU. You know, I, I was Halloween night, for some reason, mm -hmm. I didn't drink, and I just got the call from Jerry. Our, our, Still, he's our manager, a day one guy. He's still, he's still with us and got the call. And your, and your life has changed. And like, mm -hmm. you know, it happened. Like, he got, he got in, a, in a crash on his bike. And then I went, I was right by my house. And I went straight to Irvine. There was no thought in my head or question. Like, I, I'm like, I got to go. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I have to see what the hell is going on. And it was just me, our manager, Jerry, and uh, Mitch's dad, uh, Kip. And then, uh, yeah, I was just, just kept getting bad news. You have, like... I was gonna span up like eight hours just waiting to get updates. Yeah. And then uh, things you don't really realize until you're there, it's just like, it's a movie. Like you're kind of allowed to be there when it, when it happens. So when you, you get like, you hear like the sounds, like the lights going off and people, the doctors are freaking out. You're just like kind of there in, in the room. You're like, it's, it just doesn't seem real. It's like a movie. Right. And then, you know, obviously he, he passed away and, uh, to see someone fight for their life uh, as, uh, as your best friend and your brother and your, your singer, a dude that you were joking around with like a week before, like, like always do, like I, I knew then, like the band's not stopping. There's no way. Yeah, it was an instant. It was, it, it was an instant kind of, it, it kind of, that memory popped in there. You, you can't control your thoughts when something like that happens. No, you not know? at all. I, yeah, no, it's just, yeah, you, you're, like, you're reacting. Just. You're just reacting and like, okay, then the, the, the thought popped in there that day, and then just, it hasn't left since. And then, um, and you know from experience with, with that kind of stuff, like 
you can't keep that stuff a secret. And it, literally, I went from the hospital that morning, right, right after that happened, and went home to Corona. That's a you know, 30 minute drive. And then someone got one of it and it was all over the internet. Yeah. So there was talk about like just no, it was just, it's been like, it's just no, just no grieving time, no nothing. Like someone got one of it, posted on, on, on Facebook and then the news sites and I'm getting a phone calls from people I, I never talked to in my life. It was, um, it was nuts, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry to hash up uh, old old uh, oh, no. memories there, oh, it's, but it's fine. you know, it's uh, I do know that sometimes it's good to talk about, it, especially when you're coming up on the ten years. I mean, for for us, uh, getting through a lot of that over the years has been sharing like the the fond memories that you know no one else gets to hear, like when we're just talking to each other and stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's always like the you, you kind of laugh and celebrate the life is the only thing you really can do at this point, of right? Of course, yeah, of course. And then you have the steps, like, um, you know, obviously, you, you know, who's, who's going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> who's who's going who's yeah, to... big <laughs> shoes, yeah. Those are, like, in, insane shoes. And then we did that show, and some people would think it was, like, said there, but it wasn't, like, you know, Eddie, obviously, he did a song, and he killed it. He sounded phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And a uh, little bit of time has passed, and then... I don't know whose idea it was to hit up Eddie just to see what it sounded like. They have a, someone else's voice uh, over our, our music, but uh, hit up Eddie and he said, yeah, he sent over this track. It was him singing over uh, You Only Live Once and then yeah. I heard it. I was like, that's him. If it's not him, like the band's not going to go forward. Wow. And I say, I say that very often. If it wasn't Eddie, people will throw names at you, but if there's someone that's going to take it on the road and that new mission, new our, our, our history, where, where we come from, our same age group that's gonna fucking grow through this war with us, which is, that's, that, 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 that's what it's been since then. It's been a fucking war mm. that's gonna go through it with us. It's gonna be Eddie. And if it's not Eddie, not, an, another person will not handle, yeah. will not be able to handle that. And sure enough, Eddie slowly came into the band after that and felt everything you know when like you bring someone else new, it, like it, er, everything has to feel right. Yeah, it has to feel right. And uh, sure enough, like got Eddie in. It felt right. Uh, he has the history, um, cheesy stuff too. Like we were in like group therapy. It was like we, we saw like a grieving counselor here in Orange County. Oh, you guys did that as a band. Yeah, a whole, oh, wow. a, a whole band just to kind of get our heads straight. Right. Now I'm sure that was that was really helpful. That's, yeah. that's, that's it, a good it was. Thing, yeah. It was, you know, when you like you hit like the roads, like there's nothing can prepare you for like the emotions. Like oh, it's, it's God, that first that first it's time on stage without them. It's, it's nuts, just, dude. That's I'll never forget that. Like yeah. you know, there's a lot of things you'll never forget, but that one is just like the first one's always rough, and then uh, you know, like you're you obviously it's been years, but you still kind of look you, something I do. I wonder if you do it. Like you kind of just like look like behind you. It's like fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a, <laughs> it's insane. It's been a while for me in general, but yeah, like when we were on the road and just looking back and stuff, it's mm-hmm. like yeah. And to that point, I mean, we, I, I, I haven't seen a lot of your guys' shows or anything like that uh, mm-hmm. since. Um, but for us, like we we would put stuff on our uh, backdrops and stuff, and still to this mm-hmm. day, we'd like to uh, keep the memory of Jimmy alive yeah. in our band. I mean, he was. For, for all the right reasons, and, and obviously, he needs to be a part of this still for yes. it to continue on. 
And uh, sometimes those, some, some of those days are harder than others to look back at those screens yeah. and see images of, uh, of, of him. So I, I don't know if you guys, yeah. do you guys incorporate him in the show at all or in, in any, any facet of that other than yeah. just uh, homage? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously we'll probably talk about it on stage. Eddie does it quite often. And then you, 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 that the reaction actually has been changing as far as like, like the fan base. I mean, it's like people like get reminded, oh shit, like Eddie's up there because mm -hmm. he died. Like people kind of get reminded. You kind of see different reactions as, as the time has passed and like, oh shit, like that's why they're still here. Like he, he, he passed away. And Eddie will just talk about it on stage like a little, little bit. And, and that's it. I saw, I saw you guys on the Upward tour because mm. I, you know, you, you're in a band and it's just tough to keep, keep up with like what everyone else oh, right, is doing. Right, right, right. Like you're just doing your own thing and like I lost, uh, fuck, I don't know, we were just on tour and I, years passed and I haven't seen you guys in a long time. And then I go from like seeing you guys at House of Blues and now I'm at like the, I'm, not, I'm an Irvine amphitheater now. And it's like, it's just, and to see like, yeah, I mean, maybe because I, I could like re relate to that which we've done before, like you have a backdrop there. I'm like, damn, that, that's just, that's just heavy, dude. And yeah. to see like, to see a band lose someone and then on it e even more is what I'm fascinated with. Cause I know, I know what, it, what it took to get to that point. So for you guys, when I saw that, it's like, that's why, that's why they're playing better than ever. I, I, I know what, what they're feeling. You, you, like when, when you come back, it has, it has to be, mm. You have to bring it even more than when than when, when you had him. Yeah, I think for for me, I think personally, it was a lot of just the emotions come through in your playing. Yes. Through, and that's yes. not just a, a lot of people would say, yes. "Oh, that's just like when you're on stage." Like, no, I mean like the preparation behind. Like when I was rehearsing by myself in the room before yeah. I even rehearsed with the rest of the guys, yes. and then that that whole system of emotion comes through in the plane. Yes. And um, mm -hmm. I, I think that was, that was definitely the case for myself. I can't speak for everybody who's gone through that or anything like that, but that was, that was definitely the case for me. I, th I think coming back and playing, it wasn't like a conscious effort of like, well, now we gotta step it up because we got someone falling. It was like, this is just, I'm just being right now, you know, and this is totally. how it's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, you, you kind of make it to, hopefully to the fans that are, are listening to to your banner like you you kind of make it look seamless, mm. you know. But yeah, it's, you, you just can't. Help. It just sucks that someone has to die for you to bring in out that fucking emotion, you know. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, dude, like, yeah, that that whole touring cycle. Like um, our first tour was Australia, and uh, you guys were on it. Mm. I think uh, Mark mentioned or our, our guitar player mentioned like he was at like a spot and talked to to Matt about it for a while. Because obviously like, there's that, that, that instant, like, re, like we, we, you only talk about it to people that actually have experienced that. Right. Um, so I, I heard that Mark and Matt were talking about it. And uh, yeah, it was a it was Soundwave Festival, a massive festival. Like Eddie and yeah, us got thrown right. to like the, the dogs straight out of the gate. Boom, all your first shows in front of like, you know, tens of people. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that's where it happened. And then we went to Europe for a quick month in the, um, it's funny, it, go, it goes to, you, to your first question. I don't even know how we prepared. It's just, you just, it was just so quick. Once, once we found Eddie, it was just like. Just everything just it started was, going. It's like, well, you know once you start going, it, you're, you're going. Yeah. And then, yeah, we, we locked in three tours. It was Soundwave, it was uh, Europe. And then we did the Mayhem Festival with you guys in Corn. Yeah. And uh, Cannibal Corpse. 
I was like, like these three best case, biggest scenarios that you could throw Eddie in. I mean, here you go. Yeah. And us and like, it was and it uh, worked out a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a lot. Maybe in, in hindsight, I wish we did it smaller. But you know that that's not life. You're, no, you're, you're, you do what you do. What you gotta do. <laughs> you need to just get thrown into it. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. I mean, for for us, I know that the, a big part of it was um, the fans and family. Yeah, like, that was it. Friends, fans, family. I consider them all all the same at this point. Yeah. After having gone through that more than ever. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm sure you guys had a lot of that. The outpour of fans asking. Mm-hmm. For you guys, or to continue as well. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, yeah. then they were, you know, for us. I'll, I'll only speak about myself a little bit here, just to uh, to uh, uh, show the comparisons and stuff. But um, uh, yeah, like the, the fans' outcry was was more. It was it was really awesome because it was very respectful too. It wasn't like yeah. we need you back out there. It was like if you guys feel you can continue, that's cool. Know that we would be here that's uh, cool, in man. support. Yeah, yeah, you kind of look back at those moments, like, like, um, and there's like a fan base that, like, oh wow, they like support us, you know. Then they they become family. And then you see them out on the road, and you're talking like real mm-hmm. people that are used to be just usernames, right. and then and then you get older, and then you're, you're just talking to these people you're like, what this, you know? Because you get like obviously you get like the negative comments too, and they're so much louder. You know, oh, but these days too. Yeah, yeah. every once in a while you read the comments or hear something about. Oh my goodness, they're dude. not the same since. Yeah, you sure. Know, it's like, sure. Well, I mean, that's kind of pointing the obvious though too. Like, yeah, yeah we're not the same since. Yeah, you know, the one of our founding members is gone. You know, we're yeah. not. No, duh. Like, yeah, it's like, we're it's not, like, <laughs> it's like, what do you want us to do, man? <laughs> I mean, like, oh, yeah, we're not the same. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know. And then I learned, unfortunately something so tragic that uh you know we got we got lucky and there's the real fans really stuck by us and bought their first record of eddie and and uh everything had to feel right everything felt right and then we, yeah. we did throw around some a couple names and they just didn't feel right so we didn't do it you know obviously it's common sense but eddie came in i'm like i keep telling eddie man like if it wasn't you we would not be a band yeah. because you're literally the only guy on the planet that could do this as far as your voice, as far as your history with the band and Mitch, uh, your experience on the road. And uh, Suicide Silence is like, we're a full-time band. It's yeah. full-time, it's all, so who's gonna, obviously people say they can do it, but when you're in it. <laughs> I mean, you have to, there's a lot of sacrifice still on, yeah. on, on, on every level. Totally, you know? still, you know, I'm 36 and I'm, I'm still making sacrifices because of how mm-hmm. much I love it, and uh, had to, and then it made me realize, like the shit, like there's so many things about the band that no one knows about. Like we we did a pretty horrible job, like telling our story, and I realized it really came to head, like oh shit, like no one knows how the band started, no one knows like <laughs> like a lot of stuff. So like I mean. I mean, Suicide Silence is me and Mitch. Like, it's like, it's yeah. like when, it was like two souls, it's so cheesy, but like, I found someone that like, oh, you share the same obsessive passion with putting out the heaviest shit possible, but catching, he got it, and yeah. obviously his talent, like, when it spoke for itself, but like, once me and him formed, like, we, we started poaching other guys in other bands. And From the kind of, scene around yes, here, right? Yes, yeah. so, oh, who's, oh, so who's the best in that band, or who's the best in that band, so I started, started poaching right. guys. And um, 
like shit. Like, I mean, once and he passed away, no one really knew, or oh, can a band keep going? Or like, how is this? Is this real? Is there is there soul in this? But yeah, I mean, if I mean, if I wasn't in the band or if we didn't have Eddie, we would not be. The the band name will go away. I, I would if I ever. And it's a conversation we, we have with most of the guys. Like, if I ever feel like this is not right, I will take the band name and it's over. Yeah. It has to feel right. It has to. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, if, if you push things too far, then you're not going to honor Mitch. And you're, right. you're, you're going to disrespect the thing that he built and practically died for. Yeah. You know? No, I so. mean, that's, I, I can understand that and why you, would, why you would do that. I mean, that's exactly right, you know? You go on, you might do something, you know, you do something else and move mm-hmm. on. It's probably still music, whatever it might be. It's, it's, yeah. not, it's, not, a, it's not a retirement, but it's definitely yeah. like, this is still Mitch's band, right? Yes, you know? to me. And uh, I wasn't planning to ask you this on camera, but I mean, no, th- th- this, is, this, this, this is life. This, yeah, um, I'm setting for it. You know, sometimes you want to take things too far. But like, I'm like, obviously Mitch is still in the band, to me. He's always going to be the singer of the band. I mean, you, you could be ACDC, you're not going to take out like, the first singer, just not. Mm-hmm. And um, I always like, wanted to put his name in like, the credits still. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder what like, you think about that. Like, so you, 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 we do take it too far sometimes, like, I mean, but to you, like, I'm sure the rev is like, he's always going to be the drummer of a right. band. Always, like, no matter what. You want to put his name, I'm sorry, where? In, in, like, in like the credits of, like, of a band members, not, not past band members, but in band members. I mean, I think, it, that's, it's, I think it's, that's entirely up to, to you and you guys. I mean, that's, true. that's, I mean, who are the credits for? For you guys. Let's, let's, let's be mm-hmm. real. They're for, yeah. they're for the people who, who care. Like, no one's reading and going, oh, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't think anyway. For, for me, mm-hmm. it's, it's about what it means to you. If it means something to you, then fuck yeah, you should put them in there. That's cool. Yeah. You know, like that's where it, it, it's the same with music, it's the same with everything, man. If it means something to you, you should do it. Like, don't worry, you'll get yeah. caught up in all that other nonsense. Yeah. And because guess what? Whether you do it or not, they're still going to have something to say. Oh, of course. So don't, you just got to do it for yourself. If it's something that you're feeling, yeah. then I would say absolutely you should do that. Yeah. Thanks, man. I never really had an opportunity to talk to anyone about this because, you know, again, like it's only like a, like a few bands out there that could, that, that, that have dealt with something like Yeah, like I mean, that. there's, you're, going back to what we were talking about where there's still gonna be those loud voices saying they're not the same since and blah, 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 yeah. and like, oh, all they ever do is talk about them and stuff like sure. that. It's like, well, fuck you, you haven't been through it. Yeah. You know, like, and, and yeah. it's, it's okay that you haven't been through it and it's fine, it's but fine, this, yeah. is what, this is what this means to me. Yeah. And a lot of people lose sight um, and I understand why it's easy to do, of why we started doing music or this art in general. It yeah. was for our passions, what we wanted to do. Yeah. We're, not, <laughs> we're not a service industry, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry to say it, but like, yeah. we're not here to service your needs. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're artists creating for ourselves and we're yeah. thankful for every single person that enjoys what we do. Yeah. obviously, yeah. but it's for us. You got to remember that and you got to remind yourself sometimes because a lot of times with certain levels of success too, it, you, it starts to get in the way sometimes. You're like, oh, I got to chase that a little bit, chase that a little bit. Yeah. And I've seen it a lot, um, but you know, at the end of the day, I personally feel uh, you got to do things 100% in this stuff for yourself. You, you have to and that's what actually, oddly enough, that's what makes the music for the fans. 
Yeah. It's like, it's a weird thing. Like they'll, they'll say like, oh, oh, what, you're in it for yourself, but no, you don't, you don't get it. Like that's, that's, that's what makes the music sound that way that brings in the people that like right. that sound. It's so weird. Like uh, it's, it's funny that people always say like, oh, you, you know, go back to the first record or, I mean, it's always like that, but it's, to me, it's like, fuck the first record. You're not gonna go back to the first record because if you had to do that, you have to get the mindset uh, before the first record because oh, that's, that's what made that record. Right. So I'm, I'm always, I'm like, well, and the best advice I've ever gotten was very re recently. We did our new record with uh, t Taylor Young. Uh, he's... Name sounds familiar. Uh, SB Nails uh, used to be in Twitching Tongues. Okay. Uh, he's a phenomenal producer, a mixer, and uh, he knows heavy. And he said, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, I never thought about it that way. Like, it's always like the simple things in life where someone tells you that those, a, a couple words that really always pierce you. And to me, that was when he said it, and I, I respect the fuck out of him and trust him. Like, if, if he says that, I mean, it's, really, it's completely changed my life. It, it, it mm -hmm. doesn't exist anymore. Because I, I put too much thought into it, and then it ruins the music. Actually, oddly enough, if you put too much thought into it or see it, it just does not do anything for, for the music. It make, makes it worse. And yeah. uh, oddly enough, you know, it's like you just ignore it and everything gets better. It's so weird. I mean, you, you, I mean yeah, because you're not gonna go back to, to your point, you can't go back to the way that, that, that you felt. I mean, that's, mm, you can't. that's, you're a different person. Like yeah. not, you're still the same person. I don't mean completely different, obviously, mm -hmm. but you're very much, we all grow, I mean, hopefully, you all grow as an individual. You know, you still learn yeah. things, you mature, you, there's yeah. different life things that happen. I mean, we're, ta we're talking about one major thing that happened in our lives, each of us, yeah. that were different, but have a lot of similarities, yes. you know? And those are yes. things that completely change people's lives. And that's another thing that people, you know, that, that you just have to understand, like, you can't go back. Like, that's not, mm -hmm. I, I'm learning that struggle too in just personal life, not in music life or mm -hmm. anything like that, but it's also true in personal life I'm, found, I'm finding for myself, yeah. is once that shit's gone, it, it's gone. You, you'd learn from it and you move on. You can't go back. There's, yeah. We don't have time machines. So, like, yeah, it's, it, it, once it's happened, it's happened. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. You're just not the, not the same person, you know, but... Uh, Unfortunately, like with the obviously going <laughs> going back to the tragedy, is uh, it really? And the, and the thing I bring up too is just I told people like if it wasn't Mitch, it was gonna be somebody else, mm -hmm. and I was right I was right behind him. You know, if unfortunately as human beings, I don't know what it is about how we're wired, but you need something that, like like to shake you up to like to change you. Yeah. If, if it wasn't that absolutely extreme, I don't think I would have changed. You know, I, I was definitely like a piece of shit, you know? This, uh, and then it took something that extreme to like change your-, your, your I, think, I think if we're all honest, everybody in every walk of life needs that slap upside the head. And yep. you know, you don't, obviously it's not that you want it to happen. It just, mm -hmm. that's, again, it's growth. Like that's part yeah. of mm -hmm. what changes things, you know? And to your point, yeah. like you feel it would have been you, I feel it would have been me if it, you know, it just- Totally. But that's not what happened in, on, on this, yes. on, at this occasion, you know? Yes, yeah, t totally. And uh, fortunately, uh, it took that and then that, that tr trickled down later 
uh, in my personal life, like, uh, you know, you're just trying to get better as a person to be a better bandmate and to keep the band going has really, I mean, honestly, it's, it's driven me to complete, like, insanity. Like, it's trying to keep things going and trying to make, make sure the music is best the way it is, make sure it, the name has the integrity that it, it had since day one uh, to honor, uh, obviously, Mitch and, and the band name and all the fans that have fucking tattoos on them. You're just like, everything has to be right. And yeah. to, to make sure that was, like, going as this... Do you ever feel like you're... Does it get easier? Um, are you able to take your foot off the gas every once in a while? Or are you still feeling mm -hmm. like you need to, like, see everything meticulously? Yeah. Actually, uh, I learned that recently, very recently. Um, because Mitch happened, then like a few months later, uh, me and my fiance split, so kind of lost everything at once. Oh shit! And then um, sorry. that's fine. No, I mean like uh, we like broke up. I was like a shitty, yeah. I was a shitty guy. I was like I was drinking. I, I want to drink out with my buddies all the time, and it was yeah. like you know when you're going to the on and off time, it's just it's over. Right. But uh, I was like oh shit, all right. And then I told myself if the band's gonna keep going, I gotta be single for years. I, gotta, I put everything I had mentally, emotionally, to make sure things were right. And yeah, I was single for six, seven years, and I've been dating my girlfriend now for uh, close to three. Mm -hmm. And it, trying to, I learned the hard way, like when, when you do things alone, you can only take it so far. Yeah. And she's really taught me to like, you know, I, I needed help as far as like it, like, you know, calm down a little bit, get things more straight, uh, ask, ask for help, you yeah. know, from, from like either whether it's like a manager, or, I mean, or a bandmates. Um, she's been helping me with a lot of stuff as far as business or mentally, and it's like, oh shit, like, take your foot off the gas every once in a while, you know, and let, and, and let, let things be, learn to, uh, it took her, because, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to get cheesy, or, but I, I love her very much, mm. and, uh, it took, it took me a while to do, because, you know, I have a, you know, I think artists in general, guys in bands, definitely, like they, or, or girls, they have like these, there's a reason why you do that stuff. Like, you, there's like some deep, like, abandonment issues there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that, I think that, that stops people, because I know from experience, it stops you from loving people, you know, because yeah. you, you don't want to get hurt and then have another person walk out of your life, whether it's um, your, your parents or whether it's, your best friend dying, uh, it's like people that are close to you that take off, like they, that wires your brain in such a way that fucks everything else up. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely does. Yeah, totally. And then she really taught me like, really on, like, you know, like to love again. And then once I was vulnerable and I was like, I let feelings have their way and I let, let my body actually love something, um, someone, that really opened the door with a lot of things. I started trusting my, trusting my band again, like really trust them, like really yeah. everything. Like I, I trust Mark, I trust Dan. Um, to our producers, Taylor Young, um, our manager, Jerry, our new drummer, Ernie, uh, especially Eddie. Like, yeah. I thought I did, but I didn't, I was wrong. And um, all this, like this resentment, this left me when I let this, I love the person, she does that, this open up this kind of worms. And now yeah. I just trust everybody. And ever since that's happened, it's been, it's been great. Letting my foot off the gas when it's time, let other people use their, their strengths 
in their band is let them be them and they let you be you. Yeah. And um, love also tied into, to, um, I learned that I had an ego. Oh yeah. yeah I, I, had a, I was like, oh shit, dude, like, I have a massive fucking ego and I always didn't know because it was just different. It was, it was a quiet ego. It was just different. It was different. There's well, I'm glad you brought it up because there is there is that's something I've I've gone through in the last four years being home and stuff for that time. And mm-hmm. yeah, you, you you do realize like I always thought of myself as very down to earth and salt of the earth kind of guy and everything. Yeah. And then you, when you're faced with it, you know it can be a quiet ego. And and yeah. not not all egos. I'm learning through therapy and books and stuff. Not yeah. egos are bad. You know you do. Yeah. Need, a healthy ego is is something that everyone should have, not just in a band, not just yes. anything. Yes. Um, but yeah, when you realize that there's a little bit of that, like kind of spilling off into places you don't necessarily want it to. Oh yeah, and that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about that for you. How yeah. you? How, well, how was how was uh, discovering that, and what was oh, the yeah. uh, catalyst? Um. So. Yeah. So obviously, ego. I think also breeds like resentment, and I would resent past things that the band have done or you make you know as an artist you make up these stories in your head that aren't even true you're just like fuck that guy fuck that guy Hmm. but then once like i really looked in the mirror and said all this that's not going right in the band currently this is my fault it's my Hmm. i let it i let it get this bad i'm taking full responsibility and once i did the work to drop the ego something fucking fascinating happens and that other people Drop the ego as well. Yeah. And I realized, which shout out to Jocko Willink, it was a book that, that, that he has. And uh, yeah, when you ask, wait, it, wait, is it me? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm always pointing the finger, it's them or it's them or it's, it's her or it's, it's him. Like, wait. Which is easier. Yes, what, it's, that, that's the easy part. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh shit, dude. This is me. This is all me. This is my fault. And then once I accepted the fault, and obviously you're gonna, I mean, I was dropped on my fucking knees, and uh, <laughs> I mean, you're forced to be humble at that point. You know, yeah. I, I don't know shit. I don't know what the hell is going on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. And then um, once I dropped the ego, and other people, in the, I guess you could say the band, I dropped the ego, or, or any, any ego they, they thought they had, and it's, everything got better. The, the ego dropped, trust went up, the music got better. Uh, it's just all these things have, have happened. Uh, I, don't know, I guess it, it, stems from, it, all, it stems from fear, you know, fear of- Oh, of course. 
fear of being vulnerable, fear of losing, like, you know, you want to see your band members, you just want, don't fucking leave me. <laughs> you're, you're in this band for life, you motherfucker. Yeah. But then once I just let, let things go and not be afraid of, of love, which is cheesy to say, but, uh, <laughs> um. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't worry, we'll put background music in that oh, part perfect. for okay, you. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cheesy background music. <laughs> yeah, shit, I mean, it's, it's been shocking. And, um, and then you start, you said that was recently, right? Because, I mean, you said uh, since uh, the tragedy of losing Mitch, you guys have done, like, three records, right? Yes. And then you did a re-release of The Cleansing. Yes. Um, the, earlier this year. Yes. Um, so, and then you're working with uh, Taylor Young. And yes. That's on something that's coming out later? Yeah, it's coming out, uh, dropping the first song in uh, uh, August 31st. And we're all super stoked for people to hear it. Uh, yeah. Super... Uh, no, it's recent, like that two years ago, like a year and a half, two years ago, that, yeah. that, that all happened and then everything started to fall, everything started to fall in line. Because you know, like, for example, like when you have like a song, like you, the song's there, like the video kind of falls in place, things kind of fall in place. Mm-hmm. But when you have like that special song, like it's kind of like, it's, I'm noticing that now, like once you started fixing things or behind the scenes, I started fixing things that were broken, things with the music started to really connect. And yeah. it's, it's, been, uh, it's been fun to kind of re, re-experience those uh, feelings of, you know, loving the music again, loving, loving the band again and our songs and how we write songs. Because uh, we're, I guess you'd say, we're, we're old school. Like, we write a record in the room still. We, we, yeah, you were saying in the garage, right? Yeah, you still do that. We're in a garage and uh, until we're ready to branch out, um, but we're not ready yet. But the same garage we wrote those demos and those records, we're still in that room. And uh, just kind of a behind the scenes core that I want to really maintain uh, currently. And then still we are on the same room together, the drums and you're, you're going death and you're older and, but you're still like, you're just looking at each other and there's a little bit of conflict here and there, but there's just no denying that when we get in a room together, something special happens that we can't do by ourselves. Mm. And um, it's just kind of cool to go back to that. Uh, it's back to us being kids, stupid kids, just playing music. <laughs> it was fucking yeah, cool, man. It's fun. It's fun again. Break when it's when it's too hot, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That fucking hot ass garage. I recently put an AC unit there last year. Twenty years too late, but hey, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it works. You got it now. You got it now. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember yeah. just bringing out the big fans in the back for like like Jimmy or like different drummers when I was in garage bands before. Yeah. Uh, you know, in high school and shit, you just always put the big old fan and then have to take breaks, open it up and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, man. it's a cool time, man. What were, some, what were some of the early stuff you did uh, as a guitar player, like just picking up the guitar for the first time? I mean, you're talking about playing in garage bands and shit like that. Like, how many, yeah. how many different ones did you create and be a part of? There's a few bands. I used to play bass back then. Like, whenever there's a shortage, you just kind of do that position. Like, I didn't, I didn't play bass, but I played bass in like a death metal band and like a new metal band mm. back in the day. Like, in, around Corona and like Whittier area and then... Um, got pretty much kicked out of both of them. I, I just wanted to be heavy as possible. Like okay. I, I want to like I want to combine blast beats, extreme blast beats, with the most extreme over-exaggerated breakdown. Combine those elements because back then nobody was doing it. Right. It was like a now it's pretty common, but uh, I, I took that directly from Corn. Like uh-huh. that that uh, extreme dynamic. The, like the flow in the songs, like that way, that comes from Corn. I mean, Monkey. He's shout out, shout out to Monkey. He's my favorite guitar player. So that that's what made me like pick up the instrument, play. Wow. Okay, A tuning, 
I gotta get a seven string, you know, I gotta. Right, right. And um, so I was just. So, be- what, I mean, you touched upon that, then we can get right into it. Some of the stuff I wanted to ask about was working with uh, Ross Robinson. I know you yeah. had him on the Garza podcast. You yeah. guys talked a little bit about that. And then yeah. having Jonathan come on and sing on a, yeah. on, a, on a song when Mitch was still there and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, how did you get together with the corn guys? I and mean, obviously, it's all local stuff here. But how did you? Especially for you guys, I know. I yeah. know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know some history about them. Like that. I'm in Huntington Beach. The same thought too. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out with Johnny right now. Oh, it's just fucking so cool, man. And I know like the corn guys were here for a while in like early days, like, yeah. like in like demo days. Yeah, yeah. So they live right cool. down the street, downtown. You know. Wow. Yeah. So fucking gnarly, dude. Yeah. So there's. Wow. Uh, uh, Dave Savara's uh, bar was up on Main Street, the Second Street one. His ex-wife yeah. had Tuna Town. Yeah. She actually lives in this neighborhood. Wow. Um, yeah. So there's uh, a lot of lot of history here in Huntington Beach. Yeah. It was so <laughs> gnarly, dude. Wow. Yeah, Ross. Uh, he's my besides my mom and dad, my family, obviously, but my two favorite people on the planet is Ross Robinson and and, and Monkey from Corn. Those are my those are my two like. They're, they're why I am who I am. Like wow, the, the, yeah, yeah. The, those records, I mean. And so getting to know Ross from it's a trip. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, like when we did that record, we lived with them for two months. And I, that's what I learned. Because also, why I have a podcast. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a fanboy, dude. I just, when I'm around these people, I'm like, I just want to ask questions. Or I, I just feel weird. I'm like, dude, like, you, you just go back to like that fucking 12 year old kid in yeah. a fucking second, dude. Like, <laughs> you just, whatever fucking thing I did with my band goes fucking out the window. I'm, I'm, I'm this fucking little kid yeah. right when I see those guys. And uh, I remember one day, one of the first days I, I was actually talking to Ross, and I was looking at him, I'm like, oh my God, you're Ross Robinson. And then another thought popped in my head, like, you need to fucking fix this, bro. Like, you need to stop being such a fucking fanboy. Like, you need, like, you need to, like, to fix this. And that's, like, we go to that later, but that's created a whole other, like, you, like, you need to kind of grow up, Chris. Like, you need to, like, you know, take up the business of the band, you know, stop ignoring numbers, like, really grow up. But, yeah. uh, but, ma- but making that record with Ross is also why we're here. It's, it's, why, it's why we're here. I mean, obviously, it wasn't exactly accepted in the community and, our, and the fan base, but man, we had to make that record. We had to. And Ross really brought it back to who we were. He really like took, out, took away all, all the bullshit and just really like, you know, this is who you guys are. And this it maybe might not show in the music, but behind the scenes when we left that record, like we, it really started like, to the, the rewiring of to really bring out the real suicide silence yeah. of, of, of why that band started and and, and uh, why uh, and why we're here, what we here, what wrote the cleansing, you know, what what did you know the second record and Black Crown, all the wiring he started that, mm. and uh, out of and, um, and unfortunately you're human, you need extreme things to kind of shake you up, and he we made a record that wasn't accepted, and it was. Do experimenting with Ross that really got the gears going and the rewiring of, of who we are inside, and uh, you know you get sometimes you go with you know not hating but you go with, with producers that don't have your best interests in mind. They don't get the fucking thing out like the thing that that special. That, well, that, yeah, producers definitely got to be uh, a fifth member or even a therapist in a lot of a lot of respects. No, yeah, totally. Ross started that process, and then here comes Taylor Young that brought it out and luckily we were fresh enough and raw enough from that from that whole experience like we were ready to like to do it and 
you know, there's sometimes you go through like a identity crisis, like you, like you can call it. And uh, I was definitely doing that just to have like one of your favorite fucking people to say I was like a guitar player. I don't really go by outside influence, but mm. when Ross Robinson does it, it really fucking hit me. Yeah. It, it was like, oh shit, he thinks I'm good. If he does, I don't care what anybody says. Like yeah. straight, it's just like- That's your validation. I mean, right that there. was like, boom. And then he, he said some really major compliments to me that to this day, I'm just like, I can't believe he said that to me. And it, and it, it, boasted, it boasted my healthy confidence. No mm. ego, like he boasted my, myself. And yeah. he fucking flipped it to, to back 11 to where I was when the band first started. He fucking took all the bullshit out, flipped myself up, and then, uh, and then really, okay, it, it made me fall in, love, fall in love with the band again and writing this kind of music and like really bringing it out and like not really settling for anything less. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah, I had cool. that, that, that moment with him. And yeah. through it, I know, as we said, Jonathan came into the studio and, and sang on a track to it, but did you get, uh, have you had very many interactions now with uh, Monkey? As you mentioned, he's, he's, yeah. he's your dude, so. Yeah, he. Uh, the reason why he picked up the guitar, rather, so. Yeah, unfortunately or unfortunately. First of all, he's a, all those guys are class. Pure yeah, fucking class, dude. dude. Great dude. I, I, you know, there, there's, they really, honed in like how to be a fucking legend but yet still speak cool like they mm -hmm. like really i don't know what i don't i don't even know the word like they just they really got that shit down they're the coolest guys um it started which is a story i tell often to younger bands or as much as i can but it's because of them actually because when the band uh San started to come out uh we were at shoki theater we were at cherry action we we're at glass house I'm, I'm seeing Hurricanrana, I'm seeing Throwdown, I'm seeing like, 18 <laughs> Visions, like. Damn. This, and I, I, brought, I brought up to Keith Barry like recently, I'm like, shout out to Keith Barney, the man. Um, it was not cool to wear corn shirts or Slipknot shirts at shows. Mm. It was a big fucking no-no, but we didn't care. I didn't care, this is who I was. And the moment uh, the band got interviews, we were very, very vocal about how much we love corn. Yeah. Now it's, I mean, I mean, corn deserves it, but no, I hate the corn, but like, I'm a little bit bitter about that. A band's talking about corn now. I'm like, where the fuck were you like, you know, 20 years ago, man? Like, when mm -hmm. we're, we're getting our fucking head kicked in. <laughs> we're like, even mentioning that, that band. But uh, it stems from my pet peeve in music is dishonesty in music. I mean, I fucking hate it. Yeah. I truly hate it. And when a band comes out, and they start naming their influences to get cred, I fucking hate it. Yeah. I can't not, it's, it's, it's my pet peeve. I, 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 I rant, I'm a girlfriend about this a lot. It's a poor, <laughs> poor, poor girl. But uh, my thing, that the music has to be real. It has yeah. to be everything. And so it, that goes along with small things like, um, you know, talk about your favorite bands. Talk about your real favorite bands. When it's not cool, when anyone could do it when it's cool, not many people do it when it's not cool. And back yeah. then, you know, Cohen was blowing up and we were talking about him and they were, I guess they got wind that mm -hmm. a band like us were talking about him when no one's talking about him. And you would think like they're a massive band, and don't, but they don't need any more people talking about him. You'll be, you'll be surprised. Yeah. And, and they, the word got to the crew and uh, them that they were, you know, we were fans. And then, uh, 
you know, you know, like this crazy time, like you start getting some recognition. Now you're getting these crazy tours. Our, their first record happened. We did the first Mayhem, and then we confirmed like Slayer in Canada. So now we're in arenas. Mm. We're a fucking local band from Corona, and now we're getting like an arena tour offer. And then right after that, Chad from Mudvayne, shout out to Chad, he gave us our first full-on like amphitheater tour, and that was 2009. And we confirmed those, obviously. We're like, well, yeah, we'll yeah. do those tours. And then randomly, Corn uh, hopped on three shows, and I lost my fucking shit. I remember like getting the call from a manager. I'm like, yeah, Corn's playing three shows now. You're playing with Corn. Congrats. That's awesome. It was, so that was 2009. It was like, I'll talk about like a full circle moment. And uh, that was just, that was just insane. And then now kind of, I don't know Corn Gnome, but like, I can kind of see how they're buried to themselves now. Mm. So, like, we're playing, and our drum tech, uh, see over there? It's John Davis. He came out to see you. And I look over at John Davis, is waiting to see us. I'm like, this is fucking, this is insane. This is fucking <laughs> unreal. And uh, yeah, it sparked, uh, also that tour, I brought my, uh, I have Ibanez K7. Oh, okay. the, the, yeah, I had the yeah, great yeah, one. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm gonna sign my monkey. Yeah. And uh, and that day, uh, John came out and saw us. And then I don't know why, but we were drinking White Russians for that that whole month. It was like a thing. Oh yeah. I, like, you, I love I love when you pick a drink that you're just gonna drink for a while. And, yeah. Yeah. We, I went through the White Russian phase. I always call them a you Caucasian. Gotta, you gotta yeah. Like the dude abides, <laughs> you gotta have a Caucasian. Yeah. Did that shit with Jimmy all the time. And so then, good. Uh, we have, have you ever had a Harvey Wallbanger? I mean, you heard of it. So it's, it's, it's vodka, orange juice, and vanilla Galliano. And Interesting. It, it's, we were drinking those for a while. We go through, you go through phases you on your drinks, Eat. man. So yeah, I, 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 I can did. understand what, you don't need a rhyme or reason. You we were don't. driving white Russians, continue. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, yeah. That was, that was a drink of choice. And then uh, the show's over. And then this is, uh, this was in Iowa. And then I was like, Mitch said, like, 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 get, like, get your Ibanez. We're fucking going to see him right now. Mm. And we're, I'm like, let me drink a few of these first. And then we just fucking start drinking. Yeah. And then we fucking walk over to the dressing room and John was in the hallway. Super cool. And then he led us in the room. That was my first time ever meeting Monkey. And I just, I don't even know what the fuck I said. Or done. <laughs> it was probably horrible and embarrassing. Uh. <laughs> when you meet your idol for the first time, it's fucking too much, man. It's too fucking much. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, it man. It sucks, I've dude. That. Yeah, I've done that. I've, we've all put our foots in our mouths a few times yeah. here and there, you know. You yeah, know, you, As your point, God. you know, you start, you start doing this, this thing called music, a lot of times emulating some of your favorite uh, artists and stuff like that. Yeah. And some of us get lucky enough to play with some of those guys, yeah, you know, nuts, or maybe dude. even befriend them. And uh, it's something that you you couldn't tell your twelve year old self when they were first picking up the guitar, right? Yeah, you know? man. And uh, so and cool. a lot of times you go for that liquid courage to, to back it up. And I'm here to tell you something I've learned re really recently: <laughs> you don't need it every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's probably better not to do it. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I think it's a uh, in that respect it becomes a, a bit of a crutch. I can say crutch. that now. It's That's, like, it's like, you said. Uh, you said the word. Yeah, but you know, true. if you just went in there, you know, and just you, just be honest. The same with same with music, man. Just yeah. be honest about who you are and Straight what up. you're a fan of, and Straight everything up. like that. You know, you don't need to feel like I got to say something cool. I got to say something cool. I mean, one of the times yeah. I, I I met uh, 
Well, the guys from Metallica was amazing. Definitely, uh, they were incredibly nice and everything. I probably put my foot in my mouth, but I don't even realize it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and now they're, you know, we've done a lot of stuff with them, consider them friends. And, but one time was like meeting Rex Brown. He was, came out to oh, UCI, wow. uh, uh, the Bren Center here in Orange County with like our first time playing that. Wow. Um, or headlining that rather. And uh, he was in the dressing room and I, and I like, I, our dressing room, I walked over and I was like, in my head, I was like, play it cool. But I ended, I ended up overplaying it. I just oh. was like, hey, how's it going, man? And then like kept going. Oh, there is that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I too. was like, in my head, I was like, well, I just, I just don't want to fanboy out on him and like make him like feel uncomfortable back here. So I was like, hey man, it's really Fuck. nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. And I left it at that, you know? Oh shit, And then Johnny. I kept moving, you know? So I was like, fucked up, man. Man, I was, <laughs> I don't even think I was, I think I was 20 years old at the time. So, you know, I, I, was, I was still You're a kid. You're 20? I was still a kid. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I was even old enough to drink at that point. Well, that's a real page you, you mean idol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, woe is me. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. I, I, I feel for you, man. It yeah, yeah. sucks. No, we all have it. I mean, it happens, though. Again, it does. Shit happens in the past. Nothing you could do about it. But yeah. if I ever see Rex again, I'll, you know, I promise I'll be cooler. I don't actually. No, I can't promise that. You can't. Yeah, it sucks, <laughs> man. Oh, well, speaking goodness. of that, real quick, uh, the news out right now, the, or last month's news, is that uh, the Pantera lineup. I heard, yeah. What are your thoughts on that, man? After, oh, I mean, wow. this goes back to a lot of what we were talking about today. I mean, being in a band that has lost a member, members, I mean, the yeah. two, the Abbott brothers, I mean, shit, that is the band. Yeah. Um, and to have that replacement and to come out and uh, do Pantera, I guess. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure, did I, do, do you know, are they, they're calling it Pantera or are they calling it something else? Good question, I'm pretty sure it's, um, what I've been hearing is Pantera. I, I could be wrong, but it's all happening in like real time. Yeah, this is, this is, is. happening like literally like right now, we're, yeah. it's like uh, I just got it on a call today saying hey, you guys should do the show. I'm like, okay, I guess we'll fly down there. And then uh, the word, the, the rumor is that it's going to be this. I'm like, oh, I'll believe it when, when I see it. Right. And we'll, we'll, we'll confirm the show. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll fucking fly down there. But, Are you uh, guys supposed to be on the, one of the shows with them, or? Uh, like, it's like a massive festival. It's like oh, one, of okay. those, one of those like festivals. Yeah, but I imagine that they're getting hit up for a lot of. Yeah. To, I mean, that's. It's kind of. I would what, imagine it's what, kind of what you do. What you do for that thing? It's a yeah. reunion, putting those guys. Well, re, uh, reunion of some kinds, or to call it Pantera. I don't know how I feel about it. That's why I bring it up because I just, yeah. I honestly don't know because, you, you know, everyone to the point of what we were talking about. Everyone has to go through those losses as a band their own way, right? And it's gotta yeah. feel right for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know, again, I met Rex one time. That's the time I just spoke of. <laughs> oh uh, my God, he I had a fucking picture. I never, uh, yeah, awesome. I never uh, <laughs> really met Phil. We were, we've been, really? we've been on, we've been on festivals before. Oh my goodness. We had goodness. one in Japan. There was a weird situation there. Wow. Um, <laughs> like, but Vinny, so good. we were very good friends with Vinny. Oh, cool. Love Vinny. Loved Very him to cool. death. It was, he was the fucking man. Um, as, and never had the pleasure of meeting Dime. Yeah. So for me, I, I bring up all of that just to, uh, to say, like, I just, I, I'm not in that core, obviously, to know what the feelings of the families and friends and everything would be to, yeah. to really wage a, a serious opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, my first thought, and then there'll probably be a second thought, uh, is I've been 
recently I've been going to like a lot of shows, like more, more so Cherry Action, uh, especially because they almost closed down during, during the pandemic. So I've been going, they're open now, it happened, they're, they're still there. So I've been going to a lot of shows and seeing this whole other generation of people that listen to heavy shit has mm. been truly blown my mind. Like the past month, very recently, I'm like, oh my gosh. So when I think about Pantera, I'm thinking like, it's really for this whole new generation of people that like heavy stuff, or maybe never got to see a Pantera. I never got to see a Pantera. Mm. So that's gonna be like my, my first introduction to seeing him live. I almost did, but it was sold out, and then I went Corona and then saw Throwdown instead. Yeah. It was sold out, and mm. then I never seen Pantera. I don't know, like it, it's obviously they're, they're fucking Pantera, dude. Like, they have a name, like, like the songs. I, obviously, they put time into the members. I mean, you have Zach Wild, which like, even when, uh, when Vinny was, was, was still with us, I mean, there was talks of Zach then. Yeah, there was, yeah. So, I remember hearing those rumors as well. Sometimes he's gotta do it. Yeah. You know, I, it also goes back to being a fan. I'd rather it happen than not happen. As a fan, yeah. I mean, yeah. as a fan, I definitely want to see that stuff. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I'd rather it happen, not happen. There's going to be there's so many people that haven't seen Pantera. There's there's a whole there's, there's people that even they're still thinking, finding out about Pantera today. There's well, someone yeah. out there out there in the world. That's well, the brilliance. Of, I mean, not the brilliance. It's the it's one of the great things about music. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it it oh, does yeah. live on. Like you it know, does. well well longer than you or I will. You know, yeah. the music will still you're right. Hopefully, still be out there. You know, like yeah. I mean. I don't know why it would go anywhere, but you know, like the yeah. people can still find it. People can yeah. still find your podcast. People will still be able it's to weird. find this podcast right after. Do you ever think about that? I do, and so and it's been starting to trip me out in like a bad in a bad way. Well, if you're just now thinking about it, Chris, <laughs> I got bad news for you, bro. It's fucked up. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I actually. I embrace it. That's kind of part of the reason why I started doing this show. Is because really? I want I want that for, you know, my son, my family, my friends. Oh, I've wow. had my friends that are I wouldn't consider them celebrities of any kind. But I've had them on the show, you know, yeah. and stuff. Because crazy, it's like it's like creating a really cool home video in a lot of in a lot of respects for, mm. for you know, uh, yeah. for future and. You know, the, there's many reasons why I started doing a show, obviously. But that, yes. that definitely is one of them. Like, I get to uh, show who I am, what I do, wh- what my thoughts are as an yeah. individual. You yeah. know, whether they age well or not. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the kicker. <laughs> yeah. But again, I can, just like I can't control the past, I can't control the future either. So I'm just sure. trying to live in the moment with it. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully there's something there for my son when he's an adult. To listen back to wow you know that's a cool way to view it yeah it's like it's it's like it's like our demos but it's in like video form right you know it's like it's, you can't we can't do a demo and then like it's out there like you, you're all in the video and it's out there on youtube for everyone to watch yeah you're just like shit but oh, it's, it's cool it's cool you're right it's i think it's for family um real fans will go really go in like wow and like enjoy it right you know so that's yeah and then that I, cool. and that's 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 one aspect of it and then other parts of it are getting to know people like yourself or other guests that I've had on that either yeah. we've crossed paths but never really had a conversation with or yeah. or people that I've never even crossed paths with. I enjoy those ones as well, people from different walks of life and stuff. Those, yeah. those are a lot of fun for me mm-hmm. um, just to kind of learn from 
different people's perspectives. It's all we're all in this like thing called life together. Like yeah, learning oh, yeah, each yeah. other's like and everyone's perspective is shaped for whatever reason. It's all different. Yeah, and uh, you know I just I I find it very interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you learn a lot by asking questions. It's kind of why the band's still here. Like I you know, I accepted that I'm an idiot. And this asking questions also stems to the podcast as well, like being able to hang out with people all the time to ask questions. Yeah. People don't really know, like, especially the guests doesn't really know sometimes. But like, I ask questions like, dude, I don't fucking know, and I'm here to learn. Right. I've, you made, made so many like, mistakes in our career, and like, I'm here to learn now. I'm here to, I'm, I'm talking to everybody. Yeah, I'm here to hang out with people in person, hang out, I'm, I'm talking to the younger bands, I'm talking to upcoming bands, I'm, I had a few, I guess you'd legends on, I had the experience there, I'm like, I'm, I'm talking to everybody, because, you know, uh, I'm very lucky that I have a career in such a hard industry, like, I mean, I play mm -hmm. death metal, dude, like, it's, it's heavy shit, I know it's called deathcore, but it's heavy shit, dude, like, to even, yeah. it's already hard enough to, to get past that line, in the music industry, it's even harder to get into it when you're like, you want to do this kind of style, right. you know? And we never wavered our vision or the style, and now it's just, just proving it. It's just so. I've always been curious about that too, because I I definitely appreciate that style of music, you know. Um, yeah. Certain songs, certain albums uh, that are that are maybe be. Uh, uh, inspirations to bands like yourself and bands like yourself. I, I, there's certain songs and albums I really love, but I gotta be truthful. I'm not a big deathcore guy. I'm not a big yeah. death metal guy. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the music. I I truly do. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a live, eat, and breathe heavy metal guy either. Like totally, I just yeah. I listen to punk rock. I listen to pop. I listen to country. I listen to hip hop. I listen to yeah. fucking everything. Nice. And I truly just lo I just love music. So yeah. Um, for I guess that's a long way of asking this question, but like, do you, to this day, and has it always been rather, uh, live, eat, and breathe this heavy style of music? Yes, that's why it sounds that way. Um, and uh, this, especially the past six months, has been really special. Um, not even like relating to to uh, suicide silence, but. I mean, I couldn't have predicted this, but there's been this whole resurgence of this style of music and this whole other wave of fans. So mm -hmm. we're talking like our first record is 15 years old and this now there's like this whole new wave of fans. Really? And it's, it's because of like, like the younger bands. We got, we got Slay Squad killing it. We got uh, Left Let the Suffer, uh, Of Sulfur, Alone Ashore, all these bands that are coming up, Science of the Swarm, all these bands that are coming up. And we did a tour uh, two months ago. And uh, obviously we're talking about the self-titled. And that record came out, take the money in my, in my bank, and let's just get it out of there. <laughs> Trash. People stop, people stop coming out to the shows. People stop buying merch. I mean, it was nuts, dude. I was living um, in Venice Beach. That's like, um, and then like, shoot, I gotta go back to Corona. Not because I didn't want, I, I love Corona still, but God, it was because like, I didn't have any fucking money, dude. Mm. And it was like this rebuilding phase. Like, like, like you're talking like, uh, we were, we, we played a show in SoCal. Um, drew like 100 people. Where was this at? This is a, a, a slide bar. 
Sly Bar, okay, yeah. Is, is, it still, is it still there? I heard it closed down last month. Oh, that's a great question. Recent, I don't know. like recent I, as fuck. I honestly don't know. We did, uh, we done some stuff over Sly Bar. We did uh, a couple of like, silent shows there so and sick stuff. It's, 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 it's a rad place uh, yeah it was yeah, it was really Fullerton. cool and uh, we went honestly we couldn't play anywhere else mm. um, so to go from that and then eventually uh, you know the band started to recover and you know behind the scenes you know I really started I, I almost quit the band and I mm. really took the band and brought it back to where what makes the band the band and then things started things started clicking things started to click and then to go from that show we put the house of blues anaheim it was sold out in in advance so to go from like 100 people to 1900 people right was emotional i i, I cried i mean um it was like i can't I, we've been through we are lucky to be here trust me i know that we are very fortunate but goddamn, dude it was hell and and the work it went to rebuild yeah uh so yeah, we did, we did that tour a few months ago, and you're talking, uh, we're playing like 1,500 cap rooms, and we did half that with Mitch era. Like, yeah. to, to do these rooms, to go from the self-titled, to, to go from Mitch to him dying, passing away, to the self-titled, it going away, and then rebuilding behind the scenes, and to go back into these rooms that are bigger than ever, selling a shit ton of merch, it's just like, it because there's this resurgence of the deathcore scene, mm. and I ran it up. And it's because of the young, younger bands. There's just new fans. There's old fans that are coming out. There's old supporters of suicide. There's just it's just so much going on, and it's because I love this fucking music. I played it when there was no deathcore 20 years ago. I played that shit when was, no one's playing it. I loved it. It's 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 because it's in my body. That's the sound of my body. It's drop A. It's that dirty tone. It's fucking two. 210, 210, bump, chug, chug, with a little bit of tremble up here. I'm, going, I'm, I'm really killing shredding. <laughs> but it's who I am. I did it when there was no money. I did it when there was a big, you know, some records came out. Whitechapel came out, killed it. Uh, Job for a Cowboy. Uh, that was murdered. Really great bands came out, and the whole genre exploded. And then we started making some money. I I'm like, looked up. Cool, it's money, great. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I could buy a cheeseburger and a burrito now, great. But yeah. I did it when there was no money. Money. That was never the inspiration. No it was, money. It was, just part, yeah. it was just part of you. That's, that's part the music, of it. yeah. Part of it. And to go back, and there was no money again, and to rebuild that to where like, people were buying merch again. People were proud to wear, I'm proud to wear a logo again, which that says a lot. And uh, it's because I love it. I love the genre of music. Um, and the older I get, the more I love it. And I obviously, again, I couldn't have predicted this second wave of music coming back and it's going up like yeah. a band like us should not draw that many people and we're trying to book another tour and the rooms are trying to put us in are just fucking re ridiculous mm. and it's 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 because of this resurgence and uh you gotta thank uh youtube uh social media tiktok's been killing it uh depending how how you use it and the bands we're coming up are they're they're resetting the bar because it was low for a while yeah and now bands like us are i'm inspired you're inspired by the new bands. It's cool. cool, man. I'm, I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out with these guys, and you know, I'm a suicide. I'm 36. I'll admit, I'm jaded. I'm a little yeah. bit jaded sometimes. Even losing it and being successful and get, doing the whole cycle, having a career. You know, I mean, you get older. 
you know, I'm slower. You know, I'm just a slower. I'm, I'm starting to forget things. I'm headbanging. I'm forgetting things now. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like. <laughs> You're still headbanging like that too, man? You're, you're having to dial it back a little bit. Okay, that's the thing. <laughs> we go harder now because I have this thing where like, in order to keep up what you did in the past or keep up with the younger bands, you have to do more. Okay. As far as work and as far as like the live show, we, to me, my bar is corn. I see those guys, I see a monkey going crazy. I'm like, okay, you're fucking 50 something and you're doing that, I have no excuse. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, so I still go crazy. We have some, some shots and we, uh, we go off, I go home for a week. And you know, when you go home, you're like all fucking like, your, your brain's like fucking, it's like rick ricocheting constantly. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing that, uh, drinking coffee and trying to get back, but um, still, still going hard. Still, That's uh, awesome, man. And, um, but it's it's because I I love it. It's just it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's that simple. Is, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, I did it when it's been twenty years, and I still I still play it. I love it. It's because I don't know. It's just what I am. It's who I am. You right. know, I'm a '90s new metal kid. Yeah. And I, I'm a I'm a rhythm guitar player. I like playing on the first fret. I stay right here. That's it. That's who I am. That's what I love. Right. So um. Same guy a lot now. of things. A lot of things can change over your life. Going yeah. back to that, we talked a lot about life here, but uh, a lot of things can uh, shape the way you mature and yes. learn things and stuff. But yes. this is something that is still through through and through to your core. And yeah. I, I think that's, that's who I am. That's fucking awesome, man. This yeah. it really shows the passion on it, man. It's Thanks, Johnny. Cool, man. Thanks, now, man. I, I, so you got the new record coming out. Uh, yes. do, you, do we know a release date yet or anything like that? I know we got yeah. August 31st. We got, what's the title of the, of the track coming out? So we're releasing the uh, title track, uh, You Must Die, coming off our record, Remember You Must Die, that will be dropping, oh, shit, I don't know if I should say it here. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, it'll, be, it'll be March 10th. That's, what, okay. that's the date we're looking at, but the first single is definitely dropping. August 31st. Um, if, 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 we, if you change the date on it or anything like that, we'll just do an overdub like uh, old Kung Fu <laughs> yeah. movie style. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. But for sure, the first single of that record, the new record is dropping August 31st. Uh, we're all excited. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot for me to get excited. And I'm, I'm excited. Dude. You know, obviously bands say like, you know, you know how, how can I ruin this podcast right now? Okay, but bands like say like, you know, it's our, it's our it's our heaviest yet, or it's our best. But I'm not gonna say that. But it's taken a long time uh, for us to get back here. Yeah. To get back to where we were mentally, and to really be suicide silence again. And personally, the the be the band members like it's. I'm just so happy that we're doing what we want to do. And it's, it's taken us a career to, uh, to get here. And we, 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 have, we, we haven't been here in years, Man. years, years, years. And it took us, unfortunately, hell to get here. But uh, I'm really excited for people to hear what, uh, what we, we, we've been doing. Uh, it's actually what we want people to hear. It's, it's us, it's Man. us. And I, it's, so, it's so fucking ridiculous how hard it is to get your band sound onto a record. Yeah. It's so fucking hard, dude. Well, it shouldn't be that hard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just the fucking technology, what the fuck, man? Like, well, you know, there's still some guys out there that, that prefer just putting it in a room, hitting that button, and letting it ride. Yeah, so. yeah, man, yeah, we're all, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's more us than ever, and um, I'm proud to still be in the band. Uh, we're, we're so lucky uh, to have a career in this, in a genre, and have, to be a part of this resurgence in, in second wave that, uh, yeah. you know, People have to say, in, in the end, 
the people have to say, the, the fans have to say, and they, we've been accepted into this second wave and people are, are just now hearing about us or have always known about us, but the whole, the whole thing. So we're just lucky to be, still be here and fucking killing it. And um, we're all excited for people to hear the new record and a new song coming out in the, when was it drop? Uh, you said, when does this drop? Yeah. I don't know, probably. <laughs> I don't know, man, probably, we, uh, maybe, maybe next week or the week after. Cool, all right. So, so about pretty quick. A few then, weeks, a few weeks. Just in time for everyone to take out the excerpts of us talking about Pantera and everything, so that'd be cool. That's why that's that's I ruined uh, the, the podcast right there. Appreciate that, Johnny. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Holy shit, dude. Thanks, man. Uh, man. Well, I appreciate the time. It's so great to see you. you and, too, uh, Johnny. Honor. See you guys doing well and uh, Thanks, still Johnny. have the passion for everything, man. It's really cool to see you, man. Cheers. Cheers, man. Johnny, uh, Johnny's on, on the wagon. Yeah, so, I got I got congrats, that non-alcoholic, but yeah, it's all good. Congrats, man. All right, guys, so check out SS on the, sh- on the socials, uh, Garza Podcast on YouTube, audio, all that stuff, and uh, thank you for watching, listening. That's it, cool. man. Cheers. Cheers. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks to Chris for coming down to the house and recording this episode with me. It was a lot of fun talking to him, getting to know him. Learning a little bit about his side of music, uh, his influences, the metal scene that he came up with, with and uh, the differences between the two of us uh, coming up in music, but really from the same era and uh, area rather. And you know, just as I talked about at the top, the, that that separation of just a couple of people—it's a really small world down here in Orange County when you really break it down that way. So uh, again, thank you guys for being here. Make sure you check out everything that we're doing each and every week if you like this episode. I will be doing a follow-up phone call on Thursday, as always, with Chris Garza, seeing how everything shaped out after we had this conversation. So uh, I guess that's it, as always. Till next time. Cheers. Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media podcast network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.